Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Wee. Hi. Hi, friends. What's up? What's new? What's exciting? What's... Oh, my God. I have a really funny kind of, like, story. Well, it's not... It's. It, I think it's funny. Um. So, you know how, like, rivers, like from like six months okay so you know how like kids like if they have a temper tantrum some kids you can put on like one certain song and they'll stop yeah so rivers always had like certain different songs i guess so like before it was like thunderstruck by ac yeah yeah and then it went into like yellow submarine and at one point it was like sugar we're going down like it was like it's so broad like is it like baby shark the wiggles no it's all these like rock songs (laughs) But guys, now it's the, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness. The Darkness, yeah. But he's like obsessed with the music video. So we have like the Google <laughs> the Google Home like Chromecast thing. So like when you hit the home button on our controller, it pops up everything. It'll pop up like Disney and then do like the recent like YouTube videos and yeah. stuff. So that one always pops up and he always points to it. So we have to watch it. And then he's learned the word again. So he says again. Oh my god, no! Guys, I used to love this song, and it's like <laughs> even st- it's like one of Stuart's favorite songs, and we're like, we can't even listen to it. Like, I'm not even joking you. He the, loves like, it, eh? He fucking loves it. He, That's like, so funny. I mean, it's he, a banger. <laughs> it is a banger, and it's a great band. But like, if he grows up to anything like that, that's great, and we love it. But like, fuck, but, like, man, maybe not back to back to back to back to back (laughs) yeah like on the way home today i tried to like put on different songs like i put on the new follow-up boy song he was like nope nope he said nope he's like nope nope (laughs) from paramore he's like nope nope put on fleetwood nope put on the darkness he's like then he just goes quiet and that's like shit (laughs) yeah he's so funny his little personality It's he wild. really is just a little you. <laughs> yeah. He gets he gets obsessed with certain... Like, I have that. It, it's kind of scary because, like, I see it as, like, such an issue with myself because I get obsessed with certain things for a certain amount of time. And it's always the same things, but it's at different times. Yeah. So, like, I'll get obsessed with someone for, like, something for, like, six months and then change it. And then it's, like, the next six months. And it's always the same, like, four or five things. For I, I do playlists. I have a lot of playlists where I'll be, mm-hmm. like, set on a playlist for, like, a really long time. Yeah. And then something will just hit me one day and I'm like... No, I suddenly hate this, and then I have to like make it. So right now I have uh, a Follow Boy Bring Me the Horizon playlist because absolutely we got tickets. We're going we to got see tickets. them. Yeah, uh, and I've been listening to that for like four days straight. Like that's literally all I've been listening to for like since they announced it. And it'll probably last for like the next couple months too. Yeah, before yeah. that I can't remember what it was before that. Uh, but before that, before that, it was like my Taylor Swift playlist, and then before mm. that, it was Haley Williams' album for some reason. I like oh, doing it when I, like I do daily. my art. Yeah. yeah, I listen to it, and then yeah, I don't know. I just go through phases. I don't listen to broad spectrums. I pick like five songs and listen yeah. to them on repeat. It's so funny. Mine's like I, my parents and Stuart actually got me all of the Mumford and Sons finals. Yeah, so they've been on like constant like replay. Like even Stuart will come down and just put it on because I have like the same fucking vinyl <laughs> just sitting there. And um, but the Haley Williams album, her um, her second album, what is it called? to santos yeah yeah that's like i listen to that like every day like the whole album like once i find it so soothing it is it's like if you're in like a shitty sad mood or in a happy mood it's or even like you just want like kind of quiet you know like you're just like when i do my art stuff i just kind of like background noise yeah and it's good for that 
She just speaks to the soul. She does. That I don't have, but. <laughs> She's trying. Yeah. But, like, can you believe we're going to see her? We're going to see freaking Pete Wentz. It's going to be a Sykes. good summer. Like, it's going to be a real good summer. I'm broke. But <laughs> well, I was saying that to Stuart. So if we if I go see, like, we go see Paramore, the week after that is Stevie Nicks. And then a couple weeks later is Fall Up Boy. Boy. Man. It's fine. Everything's fine. River's birthday is right smack dab in the middle of all that. Fuck yeah. God, I'm so broke, guys. I'm yeah. already freaking out about it. So yeah. broke. So worth it, though. Beyonce announced a tour, and I was like... Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm deciding to not go, but I might just change your tickets mind. and see what happens. I'm not expecting Absolutely. it to be cheap by any means. I'm fucking flabbergasted at what I paid today. Oh, like, God, I know. I wasn't going to do it, but I was like, nah, I gotta. <laughs> yeah. That's like I looked at floor and it was like $700. I was like, guys. Who's spending that? Who's affording that? That's what I don't understand. Like, like so yes i have seven hundred dollars but if i spent that seven hundred dollars that i'd like feel like shit about it you know yeah like i have to buy a new bed mm. and a new bed for river so like Ooh. we're in like i can't afford a seven hundred dollar ticket yeah but what i am gonna do is i'm racing that floor when we go <laughs> i was just gonna care. jump over it's fine it's fine i tried to do it actually the last time i saw fallout boy there when they uh when paramore opened i was yeah. on the lawn and i was drunk and it was raining and then the last song is always saturday and i was like well i gotta be in the pit for that yeah so i tried to run in the security guard literally like clotheslined me it's like no fuck you <laughs> it was like it's just one song and they're like i don't care and i was like seriously bro You're um dick they're, I'm pretty sure they'll play Saturday again. They played um, that one show, and Saturday was last. Again. Yeah, it's usually their last song. Um, but also, like, we paid $40 back then to go see them at the same fucking venue. Fuck, right? Like, we're in the same... No, we're a row behind. Because, yeah, we saw them... Last time I was at Budweiser, it was... No, it wasn't. Last time... Well, last time I saw Fall Out Boy was at Budweiser, and there yeah. was Paramore. And I paid less than I did significantly less and i was closer <laughs> yeah significantly less i like, can't believe what i lot. paid today i'm a little disgusted with myself <laughs> i'm not like terrible because i paid less than you you do did. you want to do you want to tell them the story because <laughs> I, I feel like it needs I still to be addressed fully recovered um i didn't want to bring it up because it's like I think, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, you have to tell them. Okay. You have to. Um, so we were buying tickets. It was a very high stress situation, as you know. Um, Danielle got in before me. So I was like, sweet, let me hop on my work meeting. And then she's like, oh, shit, there's a limit. I can only buy four. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I tried to, like, log back into Ticketmaster while on my work meeting. (laughs) And I just, like, was clicking, like, all of the seats I could possibly click. And as I was clicking them, they were, like, disappearing because they were selling. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. the most annoying? That happened to me, too. So stressful. So I finally got two that clicked. I was like, hell, yeah. I paid. I was so stoked. (laughs) And I was trying to find our section. And I'm looking. I'm like, what is RWC? I've never, like, what is R? I don't understand. And I looked. I found our row. And our row was, like, really short. Like, there was only, like, I don't know. I want to say maybe, like, ten seats in our row. Which, at this venue, it's, like, uh... It's almost like a half bowl shape. So there's usually like, it's an amphitheater. So there's usually like a shit ton of seats in a row. And I was like, oh, that's weird. We have like a really short row. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And so I went to look at another concert at the same venue to see the seats. For some reason, I just thought that was a good idea. 
And um, on this other concert, the seats I had had the accessibility icon on them, uh, meaning they're for people who need wheelchairs or other accessible needs and not me (laughs) not me (laughs) not for holly so i was like shit can i still use this so i like submitted a thing to live nation being like i can i use this and they sent me an email with like their policies and stuff and no you can't like you you need to have accessibility needs to use those seats obviously and i was like fuck what do i do um, and at this point, I had already told Danielle, Stuart, like, immediately FaceTimed me. He's like, you fucking idiot. I was pissing myself. It was, was the like, funniest what do text I do? message I have ever received. I was, like, freaking the fuck out. I was like, what do I do? And they're like, we can exchange the tickets. But when you, um, so when you talk to them online, it gives you, like, a notice being like, uh, there's four hours between messages, basically. I'm like, well, I'm not waiting four fucking hours. So I bought a second set of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where my bank was like, hey, did you do this? <laughs> You're like, yeah, unfortunately. Um, and then the fucking person online was like, sorry, we can't refund it this time because of the pre-sales. And I was like, it's not a refund. You're canceling it. Like, you just told me that you're going to cancel my order because I am i don't need the accessibility. They're like, yeah, we can't do that. I'm like, but but if I showed up on the day of, you're going to cancel it. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, but you won't cancel it now. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, that's not right. So I called like the 1-800 number right away. The guy's like, oh, yeah, canceled. You should see the refund now. And I was like the fuck Thank so you. <laughs> um dumbest fucking thing i've ever done in my life i but just at the same time clicked. at the same time like ticket masterings get their shit in order because like there was like it was chaos yeah it was straight chaos and i like so yes it's on me to have seen that icon but in my panic clicking i just didn't i just did not see the icon i just saw two seats beside each other click them and was like fuck yeah yeah um and actually, more than one person said this to me. They should have, like, a pop-up. Being like, yeah. hey, you're about to purchase these. Just making sure this is what you want. Because if you don't, we have to cancel them on you. Yeah. Because, um, like, can you imagine I I didn't figure it out? And I got there. And I was like, uh. uh you're like, um. And I also would never want to take away those tickets from someone who actually totally. needs them. I was like, immediately, I texted you. I'm like, I feel like the biggest asshole right now. Like, what do I do? So problem solved. Thank you, Live Nation. Yeah. <laughs> and naturally, as like a friend, I just laughed at her. <laughs> I was so bad. <laughs> I went up to Stuart. I was so fucking embarrassed. Because <laughs> we were both working from home. I went up to Stuart. I wasn't like, ask him. I was like in fucking tears. I was like... <laughs> He was on the phone with like a coworker, and I was like, "No, you have to hang up. I need to tell you this right now." Fuck your meeting. Yeah, I was like, "This is hilarious." I was like, "Out of all the people for this to happen to, it would be Holly." I just, oh, thank God, Satan, whomever that I was able to like. Uh, actually, what happened was I ended up getting in the second pre-sale. Yeah. So our pre-sale ended, and there was another one, but I happened to get the other code because they send me like eight codes today. I got one from Spotify, I got one from Live Nation, I got one from. So I was just like, "Well, let me hop in this one and see what happens." <laughs> but a lot of them were the American Express tickets, so every time I clicked one, it was like you have to have an American Express card to buy this ticket. I was like, "I fucking don't." Yeah. So I ended up getting like uh, it was like a special aisle seat pre-sale. So okay. one of our seats is an aisle seat. Woo! Woo! <laughs> so cool. <laughs> fuck it was so stressful fucking wild what a crazy fucking day that was hilarious so. i gave myself a stress headache i had a headache for like two hours after that <laughs> i just wanted to see bring me the horizon you're like god fucking damn it i'm so <sighs> excited to see them live Ugh. i've never seen them i'm so you excited same. never seen them i'm so pumped 
It's gonna be good. I can't wait. Me too. Um, yeah, that's, all I got, that's so. that's what we got. That's what's been happened with us in the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, a whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of stupidity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like our normal weeks, so, though. Like, Literally. Um, I'm really excited for Danielle to start hers, so Me start. Too. <laughs> Let's get into it. So, I said last week it's going to be a two-parter. It's going to be a two-parter. I separated my my script today, and I was like, wow, guys, like, holy fuck. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to talk about our my very first conspiracy. Well, not very first, but the one of my favorite conspiracy theories um, we're going to talk about Princess Diana's death. Can I can I tell them? Can yes. I interject for a second? So because Danielle told us she was going to do a multi-part episode, I too wanted to do a multi-part episode. I didn't do one today, but I was like trying to think of like things that would be multi-parts. And literally mm-hmm. the first thing, I think I have it in a notes in my notes app somewhere where it was literally this case. It's so funny. <laughs> Danielle, Danielle sent me a clue today. I was like, she fucking didn't. Our one brain cell is like really it's working, working overtime. overtime. <laughs> it really is. It's so funny. So yeah, I'm I, really excited. <laughs> when I said I wanted to do start doing conspiracy theories and like not always like paranormal, my first one yeah, was is this Princess one. Diana. And um, so the way I'm gonna I'm gonna do this is I'm gonna do like her history, like background yeah. info on her and her marriage, and then the next episode is gonna be all the conspiracy theories. Okay. Um, I didn't I tried to cut down as like some detail in the history because some of it I am going to talk about in the conspiracy theories. So I didn't want to like repeat it as much. So this is kind of just, if you want to listen to conspiracy theories about it, that's going to be next episode. Um, This is kind of just about her leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of it's really fucking interesting. Like there's some stuff I didn't even know. And I was like, Holy fuck. Um, So, um, We'll get into some history, as I said. Um, not going to do too much detail, like re- especially regarding like the like the heirs and like the reigns and all that shit, because mm-hmm. like they're all related to each other at some point, <laughs> and it's all so over my head. <laughs> and I'm she I said wanna... honestly, I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try to stay like through like a timeline, so it kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, but as I said, cut some shit out. It'll be in next week's episode. Um, so I didn't know if you were aware of this, um, but the like the the tapes that Diana recorded. No. Okay, because I knew about them, but I actually listened to them. And guys, like, oh wow, highly recommend go listen to. So I mentioned them throughout the timeline that I'm going to talk about. And basically, she wanted to get her story. Like this is when things got near the end of her yeah. marriage. Um, wanted to get her story out and tell her side of things, but obviously couldn't without it being a huge issue like yeah. she can't just walk into a newsroom and be like hey this is what happened <laughs> um so she hatched a plan with her doctor and a journalist by the name of andrew morton um it was all the tapes were given to oh my god I'll, I'll have to link it they given to some um news special and um uh, have they have they been well i guess they're publicly released if you listen to them right yeah they're publicly released and there was like a huge special on them at once they did get released um but it has like way more background on how they like came up with this plan to like get the tapes yeah um so long story short is andrew the like the writer would write out these questions for diana and then her doctor would meet with her and they would record her answers because her doctor saw her all the time and he was like coming and going so they wouldn't expect anything like suspect yeah. anything from him um oh uh, so she- i see so they like 
they snuck the recording. Yeah. Kind of. so, okay. So, so they gave him questions. He would go in with a tape recorder. He would ask the questions with Diana. They would record it and then he would leave. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. So it's like really smart. So it's always very secretive and it took place over quite a few months. Um, once it was done, Andrew wrote a manuscript for a, a, the book he was going to write that talked about these these. Um, so he was going to be like the ghost, not the ghost writer, but like the the co-writer kind of thing or yeah so it, it, this is this is the crazy bit about it so it was all very secretive as i said so she edited it edited it, edited it. <laughs> <laughs> and then once all it was done and like it once it was done it was published now when it was published he flat out said he never interviewed her um oh. the tapes were never mentioned um and it was like word of mouth and like he did interviews with people she knew um and diana said she never gave authorization so it was very secretive at the at the first at first like it was never that was him like covering his ass being like i had nothing to do with it essentially yeah so not necessarily him because he was always writing in support of her Mm -hmm. um that's why he like he like she chose him to do these tapes um but not just not to like save his butt but to, to protect her because if okay. she opened came out and said that like she would lose her kids she would yeah like everything they'd call her crazy mentally unstable and then they'd basically put her in a sane asylum because that's yeah. what the royals do um so he said he never interviewed her and that she ne- she said never gave permission just to protect her okay um because as i said like it, the royals would just like fuck her over um so she wanted the story out there but also wanted to protect herself and her children which i mean i would do the same yeah um but the tapes are released now as i said um and obviously it was her and the royals are c-words um <laughs> so i mentioned the tapes throughout the timeline but i highly recommend to go listen to them because it's really sad but you get like very in-depth information from her and her side yeah right from her from exactly right from her so um when the book was released it was huge like it was Insane. When was like, this? Like 1995, I believe. Okay. I, I mentioned the year. I'll have to go back into it, but um, I, I mentioned the year. Early 90s, released. yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that because I do talk about these tapes throughout the timeline, but I don't go into too much detail about them. But it's wild to just go listen to them. Yeah. Um, so Diane, Diana Francis Spencer was born on July 1st, 1961 in Norfolk, England at the Park House. Uh, she was the youngest kid of John and Francis Spencer. She had two older sisters, Sarah and Jane. And then um, she ended up having uh, another younger brother who did die. Or no, she had an older brother who passed away before she was born. And then she had a younger brother from her dad's other marriage. Okay. Um, her parents divorced in 1969 after separating in 1967. The kids stayed with their dad in Park House after a really bad custody battle, um, which obviously was won by her dad. Uh, Diana was put into an all-girls boarding school at nine years old in 1970. And then three years later, she joined her two sisters at West Heath Girls School in Kent. Uh, she did really well in music and sports, but she sucked at a- academics. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Apparently, she, like, never really got the equivalent of, like, a high school degree. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, she did, That's like, really well in everything else, but, like, academics. She even said it. She's like, she sucked at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think school just sucks. I think you could be totally intelligent and suck at school. To be totally. honest, speaking from experience. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but the thing about school, it's like, they're like, you have 
they like make you like force you to do like homework and stuff and like do all these timelines and put pressure on you so like when you don't meet those deadlines you feel like you're not good enough and it's just like a really fucking yeah stupid mental i also think that everybody has their like niche like yes i think you should learn the basics of everything like of course. The, fr- the first few grades make sense yeah but i feel like if you suck at math why why do i need to take grade 12 math i know i'm not gonna pass it like (laughs) let me take my literature and my drama and my you know what i mean like i feel like it doesn't nurture the individual needs and everybody that's the thing is everybody learns differently yeah differently and like yeah public school is designed to make everyone a robot exactly yeah basically if i had the capacity to homeschool someday i think i would consider it i just don't think i'd have the capacity (laughs) no i think the social aspect is important but like kids are also bullies so like the healthy social aspect is important yeah i didn't have a healthy social aspect to high school (laughs) no absolutely even that was touch and go (laughs) high school public school was the worst Uh, school in general is the worst thing that ever happened to me literally same i hated it also by the way guys i have literally no i have college education but everything i've I'm at, like my job is nothing related to my my education. Oh, literally same. So literally same. You can make it without. Well, is it really making it? I mean, I get paid well, so I can't complain. I I think it's making it. I yeah, think so. Totally. Fuck school. Um, let's hope like there's like not like a 15 year old listening to this. Be like, well, Holly and Danielle said fuck school. I so. keep just thinking about uh, Aaliyah, who's like graduating this year, and I'm pretty sure like going off to college or university or something. <laughs> So don't listen to us. Absolutely not. Follow your dreams. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so she became Lady Diana Spencer in 1975 when her dad inherited his earldom. Don't fucking ask me what that means. I have no idea. Didn't look it up, nor do I care. But she got this title. How do you just inherit that? I don't know. What? I don't know. So wait, they were just like an average family and then all of a sudden oh, he's no, like, no, I no. am an earl. Okay, no. so they were already like rich. They were already like high okay. up. And okay, like, gotcha. Her dad like worked for, I think he worked for the queen or like part, like a I just feel like everybody the in the UK can be royal at some point. Like they just pick totally. and choose. They're like, you're a sir now. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like they're like, why the fuck not? <laughs> you make music, sir. Lady, <laughs> the only the only royal that matters besides Diana is Elton John. You can argue oh my God, yes. the end of the day. <laughs> That's it. Those are the only royals that ever matter in this whole entire world. <laughs> um, so the ne- this next part is like the first red flag in my opinion. Um, so in 1977, Diana was 16 years old at this time. She first met Prince Charles. He was 29. Oh wait, how old was she? 16. Oh. Charles was dating Sarah, Diana's older sister. Oh, I think I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So Charles and Sarah ended up calling it off and Sarah let her let. Wow. Later went on and said that she would never marry Charles. And I quote, if he was the dustman or the king of England. Ah, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In 1980, Charles started to take notice of Diana and he invites her to go sailing on the royal yacht. Diana said she felt bad for him at the time. His friends, yeah, his friend just passed away and he broke up with his then girlfriend. <laughs> so she like felt bad, which is like, girl, red flag. I feel like that's like the start of every young girl's first relationship. You just kind of so, feel bad. You just kind of feel bad. It's so true. You're addicted to drugs. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> Let me help you. 
Um, so eventually he like takes her to Belmoral, which is like the Royal Scottish retreat. And then she meets his fam jam and like the Lizzie girl, like he meets, she meets everyone. Yeah. And it kind of The Lizzie girl. The Lizzie girl. (laughs) Queen, Queen, Queen Liz. (laughs) Took me a second. (laughs) Um, and so that's kind of like where it started. And mind you, she like, I go, I'll talk about it like as we go on, but like she like really at the beginning, like really did like love him. Like, she, like, yeah. was very naive and, like, thought he cared about her. So she, like, liked, like, loved him, I guess. But, yeah. like, he's a fucking cunt. So <laughs> I <just said> it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> and now he's your guy's king. So, like, sorry about that. Oh, but, but also he's kind of like ours, too, because aren't we still part of... I have no idea how that works. How I don't works. think he has anything to do with, like, our laws or no, anything. Nothing. But we're we're still, like, under... Like he's leash. probably gonna be on our our five dollar bill or some shit one day. Probably. Can we burn yeah. it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I mean, I might be too broke for that. But we'll <laughs> symbolically burn one five dollar right. bill. <laughs> like the royals are like fucked, but like he's fucked. Mm-hmm. He's fuck. He's an asshole. He's fucked. Mm-hmm. Um. So in January of 1981, apparently Philip wrote to Charles, like so his dad wrote to Charles and said that either he had to propose to Diana or end the relationship. And this is oh. only like a couple months after dating. Like they weren't oh. dating that long. Yeah. Um, and Charles is said that he took that as like an order to propose. Um, so How Charles, romantic. Right. <laughs> Clearly he loved her so much. <laughs> so um, he proposed to Diana and she said yes. Apparently. So in the tapes, um, she says that like, he thought she was joking like she thought he was joking sorry and um she like said yes like kind of like ha 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 like yeah sure but he was like dead serious no, like about actually it. yeah yeah and then what did he say um he kind of like said said something along the lines of like um like the word love was mentioned and he was like whatever love is oh about like their proposal and i'm like wow so, you don't love her like i don't know it's fucked you just have to listen to them but um the tapes but she basically like thought it was a joke but then ended up saying yes because she did love him at that, that, that yeah that time right and like very she, young she thought so. she did she thought she did and then she learned better and then the royals fucked her over um so prior to their engagement diana was working as as like a kindergarten teacher and she lived in a flat with a few girlfriends um and when she got engaged she had to move out of her flat and her security detail, one of the guys was like, and I quote, I just want you to know that this is your last night of freedom ever in the rest of your life. So make it make the most of it, which is like red flag. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying, you know, we should um, have a red flag count this episode. We should like the whole thing. Every single thing. There's going to be too many to count. Um, so after this, the paparazzi just ate her up. They were doing that before. But after this, it just went. Yeah. Skyrocketed. Um, on March 9th, 1981, they attended their first, like, post-engagement event, and Diana wore a strapless black dress. Um, it was, like, a big gown kind of looking thing. Yeah. Um, it was great. And the press called her out on it that she was breaking royal protocol because it was, like, strapless. Yeah. Um, which is stupid. I actually, um, like, her whole f- fashion history, if you're into that kind of thing, is really cool. Like, learning mm-hmm. why she wore th- certain things when she did and, like... Yeah all the rules she broke i like she's just a fascinating woman apparently even like her engagement so she ended up picking out her engagement ring yeah so like you get they get i I guess it's like the way it works um but 
she picked like that blue engagement ring yeah and apparently it was like not part of like the protocol like the or like the something like it wasn't like she wasn't supposed to have that like mm-hmm. it was like cheaper than it was su- than she should have had and they like hated that heaven forbid like, like fuck like it's whatever it's, it's wild this whole family's wild um oh and i don't mention this but i read it somewhere that like technically diana and charles are like related so what way down the bloodline they're like 16th cousins cousins oh my removed God. i'm not like, surprised <laughs> fucking wild man um so uh where was i okay on july 29th 1981 um so this all happened like really quick like they started Mm -hmm. dating in the 80s and now it's 81 and they're already married um so diana and charles got married and she received the title of her royal highness the prince of wales uh her train on her dress was like 25 gigantic insane so personally I hated the dress. It was ugly. But it's like literally such a piece of history that it's it's huge. It is huge. Also, sorry if I don't know if my mic's gonna pick this up, but Kylo's laying on the couch and she's snoring. Aw. It's really loud, like I can hear it. I'm so jealous guys, of anything. If you guys hear snoring, it's Kylo. <laughs> um but like yeah, so like with the dress, it's like you know what's so funny? It's like this happened way before we were born and we're like, you know what, we hated that. Like we did not. It was very for the times though. Like I'm sure like someone our age in the year she got married was like, wow, I want to have that dress someday. Not me, but like someone did. Yeah. (laughs) Someone did. And it was not I. (laughs) It was not us. (laughs) Um, But also she had the word obey omitted from her vows, which is like good for you. So apparently it's like, it's not necessarily royal, but like in like, christian and catholic to honor and obey or something yeah, like that to honor yeah and obey, like your husband so she apparently the queen also had that taken out though oh yeah so oh no no she didn't she kept it in and oh no no it was so the queen kept it in because she's because they it was an issue because they they brought it up because they're like well which the queen of england be obeying her husband if she's like the queen of england? the queen of england but she said like her marriage will always come first blah 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 she married her cousin whatever um <laughs> And then, so she, Diana took it out because she said she wouldn't say it. But Megan also took it out of her wedding. Ah. That's what it was. So, like, good for you. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I didn't say that in mine either because. If like, anything, Stuart should have said it. Yeah. I don't fucking <laughs> obey anyone. <laughs> I don't even obey myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, she took it out, which was, like, another no-no, I guess. Um, in November of the same year, Diana threw herself um, down the flight of stairs at Sandrum. It's like some castle thing that they live in. Um, the incident she she actually spoke about in the tapes. Um, so she was completely desperate for... Um, uh, oh, I forgot to mention. So she was pregnant at the time. I totally oh, forgot to mention wow. that. Yeah. Um, so she was uh, pregnant at the time, but she threw herself down the stairs. So she was completely desperate for like charles's attention at this point um so she was she had suffered bruising on her stomach um but she said she knew she wouldn't lose the baby um in the tapes she is quoted saying um i quote i threw myself down the stairs trying to get my husband's attention from for him to like listen to me i told charles i felt so desperate and i was crying my eyes out he said i was crying wolf um and that he wasn't gonna listen uh he said you're always doing this to me i'm going riding now um wow. it was around this time when charles was cheating on diana with camilla and diana obviously knew it but didn't deal with it in the best of ways yeah um 
so and obviously she was um pregnant at the time they they mentioned her um uh her pregnancy i just forgot to mention that but yeah so yeah. she's pregnant with her first kid um her son was born on june 21st 1982 so this was prince william apparently in 1983 they went on like an overseas tour together and diana brought like william with them so he was only like 10 months old um and apparently that that was like breaking royal protocol because it said that like two heirs can't travel together so they can oh protect God. that line <laughs> so in case like they get they die together like to protect that line so, so you she can't broke, take your kid out anywhere like yeah so she broke royal protocol for bringing her 10 month old with them jesus fucking hell um in february of 1984 um they announced they were expecting their second child um oh and also like with the mention of the tapes um at this point at this time like camilla was with charles like he was cheating on her on on diana with camilla and like she notes that in the tape so i i would suggest going. was it like public them. knowledge at this point or no. no no but she knew like and the royals knew everyone knew mm-hmm. that wasn't public um so um so yeah so they announced their second child and then in september of the same year prince harry was born apparently charles was like really wanted a girl and when harry was born he was like pissed off that it was a boy oh wow in the tapes diana said that charles said and i quote oh god it's a boy and he's even got red hair and then he left jesus can you imagine yeah this guy's a fucking twat so he was pissed it was a boy and then pissed he had red hair which was like the diana family like trait like red hair was her so she he was pissed that it looked like diana and then pissed that it wasn't a girl I mean, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't look like Charles. Like. <laughs> right? Um, so, like, what a twat, man. Um, Diana said that her and Charles were really close. Like, the closest they've ever been was six weeks prior to Harry being born. And then after he was born, their marriage just went down the drain. Like, she tried and tried. And then after this, it was, like, it just stopped. Um, it said two years later in 1986 is when the affair started between Charles and Camilla. But Diana said it happened way before that time. Yeah um and even in the tapes it says that but at this point like even before they got married like he was always with camilla sorry to say but yeah it's true um but at this point diana um started to see other men as well because it was kind of like um well Well, you can can. do it yeah (laughs) i can and that's that's the thing is like i watched like i i wrote i've been writing the script for a bit and i watched so many interviews and when you google this kind of stuff it's a lot of uk articles and a lot mm-hmm. of it favors the royals which is understandable like everyone yeah. has different perspectives i understand that but when you're watching it and it's like always like well she cheated so it must be fine for charles and i'm like i don't think cheating from both sides is acceptable no way but like i understand why she did it she did it because at that point she's not getting attention from her yeah husband. she's gonna go somewhere else it's just yeah it's human nature sorry not sorry i would have preferred a divorce somewhere in between there but you know <laughs> if they let them get divorced yeah this would have been a problem yeah but here we are. um so she at this point started seeing other men as well i believe it was like way after harry was a bit older but it was yeah. around the kind of that time frame um in april of 1987 which was like the very peak time of the aids um uh epidemic was it an epidemic epidemic, I epidemic? Think? yeah yeah and like obviously around that was it brought out a lot of extreme homophobia um 
but Diana being the queen that she is and was, um, she was at a hospital and shook the hand of a gentleman who yeah. had AIDS. Um, and back then people thought you could get AIDS from like just simple touch, like casual touch, um, which is so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Um, so Diana shaking hands with this man who had AIDS was like remarkable. Yeah. Um, there was she brought a, a lot of attention to that cause. Uh, and um, I, th- I believe she worked with like, children in africa and all that stuff too yeah she was really into charity work and all that she was like like diana's the one one of the people that you kind of like you wish was still alive because she would do so much good in the world yeah um so there was a journalist who was quoted saying um that her gesture was um and i quote the most important thing a royal has done in 200 years it's true it's so true because it's it shifted so the way people looked at those who have hiv and aids it yeah. shifted it, they were like pariahs before you couldn't touch them you couldn't go well not that you couldn't they thought that you couldn't touch them yeah you couldn't go near them and all it took was a simple handshake and everybody was like oh oh if the, if the princess could do it why can't i yeah yeah and it's like, and that that puts a big spotlight. So this guy, the guys, this episode's gonna be really long, and I'm not sorry for it. <laughs> but and it's nothing paranormal, but it's just so fascinating because like, it does, in this kind of situation, this is one of the most like important people on this planet at this point, and like so in the public eye, and like that power yeah. speaks volumes. Doing something so like simple like that, it like changes people's mindset. So like. It just takes one person. Yeah. It's so true. And she just seemed like a good person. Like, she didn't seem like she was doing it for the press or anything. Like, she just seemed like a good person. Yeah. She mentioned it in the tape. Um, She said something along... I don't want to say quotes because it's just coming from memory. But she said something along the lines of, like, she was in that moment. And she was kind of just like, Diana, just go ahead and do it. Just do it. Like, it's not going to hurt you. It's fine. Like, just do it. And then that that's what happened and she did it and she said it was like one of the best decisions she's had oh yeah so she's she was definitely a, a very good person at heart um and then the royals ruined her um so in 1989 there was a birthday party for camilla's sister and diana decided to go since her husband was being this fucking twat and also fucking this twat um <laughs> And uh, apparently he was pissed that she went because she never went to that stuff, especially when Camilla was involved. But she went this time um, at the party. Something came over her and Diana like came over Diana and she decided to confront Camilla. She said, and I quote, I just would like you to know. I know exactly what um, what's been happening and um, between you and, and Charles and to stop treating her like an idiot wow yeah diana said that was like one of her bravest moments she ever felt and after that i couldn't do it personally i'd be throwing hands right (laughs) we don't keep it classy over here (laughs) no but she said it was like one of her like bravest moments which is yeah it was yeah in 1991 prince william was hit in the head with a golf club and i'm saying these timelines because like this has no I'm I'm I put this timeline in to show you how much of a twat Charles is. That's the reason why it I'm hasn't been it. that long since they met. Essentially, yeah, no, it hasn't. So, um, in 1991, Prince William was hit in the head with a golf club at school and suffered a severe head injury, which I didn't know. Really, about. eh? Yeah, he went through surgery um, and everything, and I believe he was only like eight or nine at the time. Uh, and like he was like in the hospital for a couple days. Diana never left his side. Um, his dad being the royal douchebag apparently <laughs> saw his son for like half a second and then left the hospital to go do pre-planned events um the daily um 
uh, what are they called? The Daily Press um, yeah. wrote an article and said, and I quote, what sort of father of an eight-year-old boy, so he's eight, uh, nearly brain dead by a golf club, leaves the hospital before knowing the outcome for a night at the opera? Apparently, a night at the opera? A night at the fucking Lord. opera. Lord. So he went, he, so the night of the surgery, he left for the opera and the next night, uh, he left for some other pre-planned event, um, that wasn't like in the public eye. It was just like a private event. Um, and people were like fucking livid in the UK. Like they yeah. were fucking livid about this. And like the newspapers like lost their shit on it. And he and, probably like, thought he did so. nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was just like, whatever. Like, it's just a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in May of 1992, the book Diana was secretly working on is finally published. So happened in 1992. I thought it was 1992. Um, it's called Diana, her true story in her own words. Um, and then in December of 1992, after this, this book came out, it was huge. It was fucking insane. Um, the prime minister informed parliament that Diana and Charles had officially separated. Oh, wow. Fucking finally. Um, so there were phones. So, sorry, what year was that? Uh, 92, the same year. So and they December. got married in like 82? They got married in 81. 81. Mm-hmm. Wow, they lasted way longer than I thought for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but the thing is, is like, so between when this book came out, the it was like huge news. It was insane. Like even before the book came out, there was like newspaper articles like of like clippets kind of thing of it mm-hmm. and then the book came out and it was huge news and everyone kind of like drifted towards diana to like like they all believed her everybody all was be- like team diana absolutely <laughs> and um and there's some people like there's one girl i watched and she was like um diana's a liar it's all about like charles was (laughs) she was mentally unstable even before she went into the marriage because her parents divorced she was mentally unwell she um she was uh very sick she um tried to kill herself a bunch of times which is true um and i'll get into that but um it was just she went it doesn't make her a shit person though yeah she went into the the marriage unhealthy and he tried to help her but she was too mentally unstable and i'm like there's the royals again he helped her by stepping out with other women (laughs) yeah that's what i mean it's like no he made her the way she was and she dealt with it the best that she could and with a family like that where you can't say anything or do anything she just cried out for attention and no one listened to her that's basically what happened um so once this book released the the royals were basically like we need a a six month cooling off period (laughs) so they made them still do like their press tours and stuff together but like there was at one point they went to like the couple yeah like charles and diana like after they announced their separation no this was after the book came out okay they were like you need to have a cooling off period and pretend to be happy and stuff and like don't ruin the public image blah 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 and because uh, at that time, Diana was like, it wasn't my book, right? I didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and then there was one, I forget where it was. I think it might have been S- South Korea. Is that the safe one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they did yeah. a t- tour there, I think. And you could, like, tell that they weren't happy together. Like, they, like, in, like, the, the press. And, like, at that point, the royals were like, fuck. Like, like just tell them to separate so that's when they announced the separation because everyone knew from this press yeah. tour they're like like what the fuck 
these um, two people hate each other <laughs> yeah and you can see it you can like see the pictures like they just hate each other yeah um so they announced their their separation and then there were phone call like tapes released between diana diana and her former lover uh james gilby um and so this is one of the guys that she like committed adultery with while yeah. she was married um um, but then there was also phone calls released of Charles and Camilla. So the calls were like, like the calls that were made when between um, the call. So they were very still much married, like Diana and Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the calls between Diana and her former flame were like, Charles is a twat. He makes me unhappy. I'm just <laughs> unhappy in my marriage. And that's kind of what the calls were about. Yeah. Whereas like Charles phone calls with Camilla were like him saying he wishes he was her tampon. Oh, I'm not fucking kidding. Like that. You oh. can listen to the tape. It's disgusting. And like his, his calls are like, I, I've always loved you. I will always love you. Blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to see you. And she's like the same thing. Like, And I want to be a tampon. Yeah. And her wow, tampon. Wow. That's her so tampon. romantic. Right. So that's. that's <laughs> and then they're like. <laughs> like Diana, he's so gross. <laughs> right. And they're like, well, Diana's no better. She called like her for, her flame and said all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, she said she was unhappy in her marriage. And he's like, I want to be her tampon. Like, <laughs> like that's sh- what? There's different levels, you know? Wild. What a freak. Right? <laughs> so, um, uh, where was I? Uh, yeah, tampon. Okay. Um, <laughs> make sure I get that one in there. <laughs> yeah. Make sure. Yeah. Um, so in June of 1994, Charles finally fucking admits uh, he cheated on Diana throughout their marriage. Did he like um, publicly do it? Did they make him like? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, and um, I didn't look too much into it. I'll pro- I'm I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in one of the conspiracy theories, um, but I didn't look into like him to be honest. Um, and then in that same month is when Queen Diana wore that iconic revenge dress. The revenge the dress. The revenge dress. So good. So good. You can't beat it. Um, so skip. Do you remember when Camilla tried though? <laughs> no, because oh my god! So Camilla d- wore like a really similar dress uh, shortly after Diana, and it just like it didn't sit the same. Like Diana carried it in a certain way, and like you know, Camilla's Camilla. Camilla's um, like a wet rag. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's so funny. What a fucking loser! I like she wore white to their wedding too. Yeah, I saw that. She's such a loser. Like, yeah. and the fact that she's like married, like, guys, like, uh, I don't get it. I don't. I will never get the royal family though. I no. will never understand it. Um. So let's skip ahead to November twentieth, nineteen ninety-five. It's when BBC airs the iconic interview with Diana at Kensington Palace. Um. This interview was not. It was. It was not suspected. Like the the royals had no idea it was happening, but okay. it happened. Um, so in their interview, she notes her past struggles with bulimia, which pretty much took over her whole, her whole entire life. And it got very severe. Yeah. Um, like she would like, it got, apparently it started when, um, Charles made a comment at like the beginning, before they were married, um, he grabbed her waistline and like, it was like a little bit of skin and he was like, oh, you're getting a bit bigger, huh? Or something along those lines. And that kind of... She said that kind of, like, triggered something in her. And then the bulimia just got worse and worse and worse. Um, and so she suffered with that. Like, there was one... Uh, do you... I don't remember if you ever heard of it, but they were touring Canada. And they were here, and it was, like, really... Like, a big like heat wave here or something. And she fainted during one of the press oh. tours. And apparently, like, they reported that she was just, like... 
um, dehydrated. Or? Yeah, the the tabloid said she, it was just a heat wave and she was dehydrated and that's why she fainted. And it was yeah. like caught on camera too. And apparently after that, Charles was like, "You're such an embarrassment. Why couldn't you like oh my wait God. to get to go wait. faint, faint <laughs> when no one Can was there? Can you hold off that fainting spell, please?" Like. Right? And she was like, like, how do you just control that? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. What a fucking, fucking dick. What a f- it's so fucking wild. So she suffered, like it mentions that. And also in her tapes, she goes into the depth of her bulimia, her depression, her suicide attempts, which there was a couple. Wow. Um, self-harm. She tried slitting her wrists. Oh, my um, God. She, like, ran into, like, glass um, cabinets and stuff like that. Um, but also on this interview, she admitted to cheating on Charles. Uh, she mentions... Um, uh, as I said, like the, her, all those in her tapes. Uh, this interview is where she's also quoted saying, and I quote, well, there were three of us in our marriage, so it was a bit crowded, referring to Charles <laughs> and Camilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that interview is crazy. That's when she's like that, the sit-down interview where she's like, um, oh, they would never want me to be queen and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah, very yeah. iconic. Go is it, was it, it a, a Diane Sawyer one? Am I making that up? No, some no. dude. No wait, Diane Sawyer's an actress. Maybe I'm confusing people. I've Never known. mind. Ignore me. Okay, we're ignoring. <laughs> I have no. It's not just some dude. <laughs> just some dude. Just some, some guy. dude. Um. Uh. So again, go watch it. Um. But in the Diana's just a fucking badass. Yeah. Um, in August 1996, the divorce is finally finalized, and Diana gets 22.5 million in cash. Wow. Yeah, and she gets to continue living at Kensington Palace, like her apartment. Um, so she gives up the future claim of being queen and then the palace strips her of her title, her Royal Highness, because they're pathetic. Yeah. And then, um, I honestly don't think she would have wanted the title anyways. No, she definitely didn't. Yeah. I think she was fine without it. Like in that interview, she's like, I never wanted to be queen. I always wanted to be like queen in people's hearts. Yeah. And that was like, and she was, and she probably was and still is. Um, and then that takes us to August 30th, 1997. So Diana was newly single, um, and she was with Dodi Fahad, um, who was like suggested to be her new fling. Uh, they were having dinner at the Ritz Carlton Hotel in Paris. After dinner, they got into their Mercedes driving and, or sorry, they got into their Mercedes, which was driven by Henry Paul. And then they were headed back to, uh, Doyd's apartment, uh, there was also Trevor Reese Jones in the car, who was Diana's bodyguard. Uh, just after midnight, the car drove through Port. Oh, I didn't look this up. De La- <laughs> the De name. Yeah, that's so the tunnel. Um, and they end up crashing into a cement pylon. Henry, Paul, and Doyd died instantly. Um, Diana was alive at the time when the paramedics showed up, uh, and she was rushed to the hospital where she was pronounced dead a few hours later at 4 a.m. Uh, Trevor was also taken to the hospital, but he survived his injuries. Uh, it's said that Henry, the driver, was very intoxicated. He yeah. was three times over the legal limit. Um, and it's also reported that they were trying to outrun the paparazzi. Uh, so him being drunk and then the paparazzi chasing them caused the crash, killing Diana at 36 years old. Um, so that's where we're so going to leave this one. So young. But that's where we're going to leave this one. So next episode, we're going to go a little bit more into detail about her death. Um, and then we're going to get into the conspiracy theories because there's a lot. A um, lot. There's a lot. I'm going to focus on a few. Like, I'm going to try to mention a bunch of them, but heavily focus on the quite, big ones. Like, the big ones and go yeah. into detail because, like, the new fling's father plays in part into one of them. 
I actually um, saw he gave an interview. I want to say it was in like 2020 or something. Yeah. I was reading about. Like yeah. he's still on it. He still wants it investigated and everything. Totally, because he knows they're murdered. They were murdered. Yeah. And um, there's different like aspects of it, and we'll we'll talk about it next week. But do you remember when wild. that happened? Like I remember when that happened. I don't remember I details because we were very young. But I remember like my parents being very upset and having the news on for like yeah the entire time. I remember because I was only. When she passed, I was only, like, five. Yeah, we were young. Yeah, we were young. And um, um, I, I was at actually living at Jessica's at the time. Oh, okay. In, in the, the place besides the place that we live. Um, that I'm not going to mention on the podcast where we live. <laughs> um, but um, so we were living there, and I remember sitting in the living room, and, like, you know those big fucking TVs we had with the big yeah, back the, on them? the big bubble back, yeah. Yeah, so we had, like, one of those, and we're sitting... I remember, I remember watching the funeral, but I remember not knowing what it was about. I remember not being, like, invested, but I remember mm-hmm. my parents were, like, super into it. Yeah, um, and it was so funny, because my mom had, like, the Princess Diana haircut, like... She did! She vibed yeah. with that, you know? And so... Um, one thing I really liked about diana and like her whole like interview thing that i think i i think megan markle is trying to emulate this i don't think she's doing it well but she's trying mm-hmm. uh princess diana she went to the press before the royals could so she could be yeah. like yeah i cheated on him yeah our yeah. marriage fell apart yeah I'm, I'm a little depressed a little suicidal but like yeah aren't we all like, you know what i mean like she she put it out there so they they can't say anything like what are they gonna say well she had an affair yeah we already knew that she, she yeah. owned it you know and that so was i thought th- that was interesting because i think that's the first thing they would have done to, well they probably did do to tank her is go to the press and that's to ruin her reputation but she's just like came out and said it she's like yeah yeah i did that and what and that was the whole the whole thing of like those secret tapes that she wanted to do because she was so fearful that like the one thing that they're big on is like if you say something against the royal family, well, you're mentally unwell. You're men- mentally they call it mentally unsound, and yeah. that's, that was in the tapes. She had a fear that if she didn't get her side out, her story out, that that's what they would do, and no one would yeah. believe her. No, she's a hundred percent right. Yeah, and I think I think Meghan Markle is trying to do that now. I don't follow it closely. I don't. Um, I, don't. I love just- Meghan Markle. She's I like I mean suits can't go wrong she's Canadian yeah like, we love her and like I, I just feel... don't care enough about the royals to <laughs> no and the I thing just don't is, think uh... she's doing it well because she tends to shoot herself in the foot a lot totally like she's the the one quote that sticks out is where she's like I was never aware allowed to wear bright colors but then it's just like picture after picture after picture where she's wearing bright colors and you're like yeah mm, girl <laughs> like were you not and then maybe that was like your rebel phase kind of thing maybe maybe, maybe. I just don't think she has the same like charm as diana i guess i don't think anyone will no i don't think so either no and the, I but think... that's a, and like i part of me after like like doing like the research on like charles and stuff like that and like his reaction to harry being born i'm assuming harry has seen it heard it like yeah. that can't sit well knowing that your father hates you because you weren't no. a girl you know and it's like that i just can't even imagine like the mental of the kids that runs yeah that family and like oh yeah that whole family and they try like the, their image is everything and yet their image is fucked yeah like so i mean my whole family's irish we we naturally just hate <laughs> the queen so and it's gonna be a family. slightly biased series that's why so, but like i mean like if you think about it if like what if diana never said anything do you think she'd still be alive 
and I think that's where we're gonna come into like next episode. Next and episode talk, and chit chat. I have to think on that because I I don't know. I think she mm-hmm. might have already. I don't know. She. I don't want to say she damaged their image because they damaged it themselves, but they thought she was the one damaging their image. So I think yeah. they would have, you know, taken care of it regardless of if she spoke up. Totally. I think her just existing put their family at risk. To- and we know, you know. Yeah. And we know the one thing is like they say that the paparazzi had a big hand in their death for like speeding and like chasing yeah. them and stuff. And we'll get into theories and we'll get into why the CCTV footage doesn't exist. And yeah. Yet I'm excited. The whole thing is like riddled with cameras, but magically that doesn't work. But the thing is, is like the Royals thrive off of press and they own yeah. most of the press. Yeah. And the paparazzi works for the press. So you're kind of just like, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. You know? So like. I don't know. We'll I'm get very into... excited for the next episode. Yeah, we're going to get into some theories. Cliffhanger. <laughs> See, if I did the theories now, we'd be here. It's 10 o'clock tonight now. We'll be here until <laughs> fucking midnight. So, Cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about it. Okay. I'm very excited for this also. I can't wait to talk more about it. I'll try to do a short one next week. We love Princess um, Die. Or next next week in two weeks. In two weeks. Um, so I'll get into mine now. Um, not as exciting, but <laughs> I try. <laughs> Yours is uh, great. So I'm pretty sure I've said this before. I love to give the episodes like fun names in my little notes that I write. So this week's episode is called The Gossip Girl of Ohio. Oh my God. Um, when you sent me that XOXO, I almost died. <laughs> Cannot wait. I'm totally going to say it. Um, in late 1976, Mary Gillespie, who was a school bus driver in her small town of Circleville, received a strange letter in the mail. Circleville, Circleville. Ohio. Yeah. Um, so she received, uh, received a letter in the mail. Uh, the letter had a postmark of Columbus, Ohio, but no address. Uh, th- this letter accused Mary of having an affair with the school superintendent, Gordon Massey. The writer told Mary she had to stop the affair, saying, quote, I know where you live. I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. According to Mary, there was no affair. She had no idea what this person was talking about, why they were sending a letter. Uh, So she just ignored it for now because she was like, maybe it's just a prank or something stupid. But only a few weeks later, her husband, Ron, also received a strange letter. His letter reiterated that Mary and the children would be in danger if she didn't stop her affair. They ignored this, too, but the letters kept coming. The next one read, quote, Gillespie, you have had two weeks and done nothing. Make her admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on CBS, posters, signs, and billboards until the truth comes out. Like, do a bitch. Uh, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Mary and Ron decided to reach out to Ron's sister and her husband, Karen and Paul Freshour. I didn't look that up. Uh, for help. During their talks, Mary told the group that she believed the letters were from one of her co-workers, a man named David Longberry. Mary and a few other female bus drivers had rejected David when he tried to, like, hit on them or ask them on dates, and Mary said he acted, quote, resentfully towards them because of it. Uh, She couldn't think of anyone else who would want to target them this way. So the gang decided to pull an Uno reverse and wrote their own letter (laughs) to David Longberry. (laughs) Um, Uno reverse card. (laughs) In the letter which uh so paul the brother-in-law he wrote the letter back uh they told david that they knew it was him sending the letters and to leave them alone before they go to the police it seemed to work and the letter stopped for a little while but obviously that was too good to be true when the phone rang on august 19th 1977 ron answered and became heated yelling at the person on the other end 
um, he was like in front of his kids on the phone yelling essentially. So he hung up, grabbed his gun, and told his kids that they were uh, that he was going to confront the person who was writing the letters. America. <laughs> Literally. Um, unfortunately, in his rage, a horrible accident occurred. Ron was found dead a few hours after leaving his home. He had crashed his truck into a tree. Um, interestingly, though, the detectives noted that his gun had been fired sometime before his death. So there was another person there or he was just shooting for the sake of shooting. Um, according to the police report, Ron had alcohol in his system and the cause of death was determined to be a drunk driving incident. Uh, Ron's friends and family disagree, though. They say that he was not a big drinker and Mary said that he hadn't been drinking the day of the accident. So either he was like hiding it. Yeah. Or, I don't know, someone, like, injected him with alcohol. I don't know how you would have that in your system if you were not drinking it. Yeah. Um, so, Sheriff Radcliffe, who was the sheriff of that small town, told the family that he, too, thought there was foul play involved in the death when he first arrived on the scene. Um, he even brought someone in for questioning who was, quote, involved in the death. There are limited details on this person, though, because uh, the sheriff either wouldn't or couldn't divulge any. So it was never a suspect. It was just like a person of interest that they brought in for questioning. And okay. we don't know their name. We don't know anything. We just know someone was questioned. Um, after the autopsy revealed a blood alcohol level of 0.16, though, he concluded that the death was caused by drunk driving. So he thought something looked sketch about the scene, too. Like, it almost looked, like, placed, maybe. Okay. Um in the weeks after Ron's death, other residents in Circleville started receiving letters, too. So not related to the, the family. Um, so their letters sort of mirrored the Gillespie's and spoke of affairs, criminal activities, and all sorts of secrets from behind closed doors in this small, quiet town. Reminds me of, like, the um, Watcher. A little bit, yeah. yeah a little bit. So, um, so I, I say Gossip Girl because it's very much, like, oh my God, the text yes. you would get were, like... <laughs> spotted um so it was like a whole bunch of like oh this person's having an affair with this person and this person stole money from this person and like almost accusatory like they wanted the town to start fighting with each other or something yeah um where i lost my spot already (laughs) um Several of the letters also alleged that Sheriff Radcliffe was covering up the real cause of Ron Gillespie's death and that Mary and her alleged lover Gordon had a part to play in it um the letters kind of slowed down for a short while but mary's life certainly did not so paul and karen the sister and brother-in-law had filed for divorce after ron's death and mary let karen move a trailer onto her property to live in until she got back on her feet a little while after this mary had confessed to her friends and family that she was having an affair with gordon Oh, my um, God. But swears it didn't start until after they started receiving the letters. I don't believe her, but, like, go off, Mary. Um, yeah, okay. But she just saw the letters. So it was like, hmm, maybe I'll try that. I was going to say, um, like, she read the letter. She's like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. Um, a little too convenient, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you have it. Um, in February of 1983, the letter writer decided to kick it up a notch and started placing signs all over Circleville, um, actually directly along Mary's bus route, which I kind of love for the pettiness is like you put it so you knew she would see it when she was driving by. I love that. Um, so I don't love this next part, though. The the um, the signs uh, allege that Gordon Massey, so her 
I guess now boyfriend, uh, was sexually assaulting her 12-year-old daughter. Oh, God. Um, and apparently, I, I didn't look up the signs, but uh, the article I read said they were, like, graphic in nature. Yeah. Um, so on February 7th, Mary spotted one of the signs and just snapped because, like, why would you want to see that about your child? Yeah, totally. Uh, she she stopped her bus and got out and walked up to one of the signs and tried to pull it down. But she noticed it had like a box on the back that was wrapped with twine. For some reason, she decided to take it all home with her. Um, I had a hard time sort of picturing what that looked like. So I Googled and they had like a diagram. So picture like a, like an art canvas. Okay. You know how it kind of like is concave in the middle? Yeah. On, on the back. So there was a box like stuck on the back. Okay. We got it? Yeah, I got um, it. So when she got home and, like, took the sign off and opened the box, she came face-to-face with a gun. It was a booby trap, but it was not constructed well, luckily for Mary. Had it worked properly, it would have shot her in the face when she tore the sign off the fence. Wait, the, it was so like, there's multiple signs, and this is the only one that had a booby trap on that she grabbed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a okay. theory behind it. We're going to get to it. Um, th- yeah. Bizarre. Good catch. <laughs> Good catch. You always catch the little things that I'm like about to talk about. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, hold on. Um, but yeah, the the way the sign was hung, it was like perfect like head height. So oh God. had it gone off as it was supposed to, it would have shot her in the face. Um so police traced the gun in the box and were able to locate the owner, Ron's ex-brother-in-law, Paul Fresher, who had helped the couple write their letter back in 1976. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> when they brought him in for questioning, Paul claimed that his gun was stolen, but he never reported it for some reason. He just like had other guns or something and like didn't really care about it. Um, detectives asked him to provide a handwriting sample to compare to the Circleville letters, but he was not given a standard test. So normally in handwriting samples, detectives just tell them to like write something and compare it and see like if there's similarities. But for some reason, they told Paul to take a look at one of the letters and try to copy it exactly. So, obviously, it was a match because he tried to copy it exactly. That's weird. Um, And he was arrested for the attempted murder of Mary Gillespie. Um, Keep in mind, they thought the sheriff was trying to cover something up. Um, This just sounds like a real fucked up case. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, during the trial, uh, a handwriting expert testified under oath that he believed Paul was the writer of the Circleville letters because the writing matched because they told him to match the writing and mary and his now ex-wife karen both said they too believe paul was the writer um so he was found guilty of attempted murder and subsequently the whole town believed he was the circle of a letter writer um which is like a horrible name you know how yeah. usually they have like a cool not a cool name but like a like a serial kid he got Circleville letter writer um (laughs) while in prison paul didn't have access to any pens or paper and at one point he was even placed in solitary confinement but the letters kept coming paul himself even received a letter while behind bars this one read quote now when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there i told you two years ago when we set them up they stay set up don't you listen at all what the fuck yeah hell (laughs) you know what so it's my least favorite game in the world clue it's like the worst thing <laughs> this whole thing just reminds me of clue it literally is it's colonel mustard in the li- living room with a candlestick yeah. essentially <laughs> yeah it literally is um so paul fresher was released from our par- wow released from on parole is what i wrote released from prison on parole in may of 1994 after serving 10 years holy fuck. um he still maintained that he was innocent and had nothing to do with the letters or the attempted murder of mary all the way up until his death in 2012 
Um, after his release, the case was featured on Unsolved Mysteries, which we all know and love, uh, which led to executives of the show receiving their very own Circleville letter. Jesus so Christ. They sent it to like the, the the station that produced Unsolved Mysteries. It's like uh, the Watcher letter vibes mixed with like Zodiac killer vibes. With Zodiac, a little bit of Gossip Girl in there. Yeah. It's it's very like twisty turny. I still don't know what's happening, to be honest. And yeah. I wrote the script. Um, <laughs> so the letter read, quote, forget Circleville, Ohio. Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Radcliffe. If you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay the Circleville writer. El Sickos. El I don't know Sickos. if that was like, I, I don't know what joke that was, but El Sickos. Um, and that was the last letter that was ever received. The letter stopped after that was sent to Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, we got to um, figure out who died. In that so there are, are many theories behind that. Yeah, that's actually a good start is like who died that year. Yeah. Um, I don't think they ever looked into it because... It it's do unsolved? be unsolved. It do be unsolved. <gasps> what the fuck? Let's go. So there are shit. many theories behind who the real Gossip Girl of Ohio was. Uh, so we know Paul is like suspect number one, just based on the gun, and he went to prison for it. So on paper, he's the most likely one. But the rumors flying all over town, people question if someone else was involved. Uh, so the first theory is actually Mary Gillespie herself. Uh, she's a so they suspect. think she is a little suspect. Um, so some people believe it had to be Mary because of her brush with death. They found it too convenient that Mary had picked the one sign with the faulty booby trap Mm -hmm. that just happened to not go off, which led to Paul's arrest and not her death. So they think that Mary stole the gun from him in order to frame him. Um, and uh, she also housed his ex-wife his right? ex-wife and maybe so, she was bitter maybe she took the gun and was like let's use this against she's, him she is coming up next oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um put out in a death frame him uh so her confirmed affair with gordon was also suspicious uh so like she waited until after her husband was dead to be like lol i am sleeping with him um not to mention the mysterious death of her husband also um and the whole like they think the sheriff was involved in covering up his death and all this stuff like they think that uh mary and her i guess boyfriend gordon like teamed up with the sheriff to like Mm. hide the death of her husband essentially um so like i kind of lean towards this theory a little bit it was weird that everything seemed to revolve around mary and her affair so what i think is that she could have started writing the letters to like try to get her husband to leave her because she couldn't bring herself to do it because she's already having an affair. Uh, So she started writing it to be like, hey, your wife's having an affair. Leave her, essentially. Yeah. Um, And then after his death, she started writing letters to other people in town to, like, draw attention away from her because she looked guilty as fuck yeah um the only thing that doesn't really align with this theory would be the signs that were put up in town uh they said some really horribly graphic things about her daughter and i'd like to think that a mother would never do that to her child but i guess you you never really know um yeah i mean like, if people she's crazy pretty enough low, to do but... these like letters and shit she probably just didn't care didn't care i don't yeah. know yeah it's hard to say uh but it is odd that she picked the one sign that had a gun in it like it's um, very and like the weird thing about this whole thing it's kind of like they did all this because she was sleeping with somebody else like and she we, didn't like i feel like she didn't want to fess up to it like are we really all that bored i mean in circleville ohio <laughs> like, it's so weird um, 
So another theory is Gordon Massey's son, William. Uh, some of the circle of the letters were signed with a W. Not all of them, but some of them. And William starts with a W. So that's, really? that's, the, that's the tie there. That's all they got. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, so the theory is that he learned about his father's affair, was upset, and wanted it to end. Uh, so he tar- started targeting uh, Mary and her family. Uh, so another possible suspect, a little obvious, is David Longberry, who I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Uh, he had a motive. He was rejected by Mary, and he was a major creep. Um, in 1999, he was actually wanted for sexually assaulting an 11-year-old girl, hmm. um, and he killed himself while the police were pursuing him. Oh. So in general, not a great person, but uh, the last theory, an interesting one, is Karen. Ron's sister slash Paul's wife who moved on to Mary's property. She could have been a bored housewife when she started writing the letters, but as her relationship ended and the divorce got messy, perhaps she stole Paul's gun to frame him out of spite. Uh, maybe she even teamed up with Mary because she yeah. learned Mary was doing it. And she's like, oh, wait, I got a great idea. Um, it's giving like Dixie Chicks Earl, yeah, you know? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe. Um so there's also uh, a strange little coincidence here. So the day Mary tore down the sign with the booby trap, a strange man was spotted on the side of the road standing beside a yellow El Camino as if he was like watching Mary. Uh, Karen's new boyfriend at the time drove a yellow El Camino. So some people thought maybe it was him at the side of the road. Um, there's also a theory that all of the Upper East Siders of Circleville had a role to play in the letters. I was going to say um, all of them. Uh, so there's... Yeah, like, they were all kind of, like, maybe they saw Mary's letter and then they all started writing their own because some were signed with a W, some were not. Like, they all were kind of, like, slightly different. Um, Like, can't you guys just, like, go cow tipping or something? (laughs) 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 Oh, So uh, the the theory here is that they were all trying to, like, expose dirt on each other in some CW Network-esque type game thing. Um, I could actually see this happening for some reason. Like, the case is just too twisty. It just feels like there's more than one person involved here. Do we Either... think, like, this was what Gossip Girl was, like, written about? Like, they've heard Maybe. about this story and they're like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a great um, Either way, I don't think we'll ever learn the identity of the Circleville letter writer. Um, they haven't been heard from since the Unsolved Mysteries uh, staff got their letter. So I think they've either died or got bored or something. Uh, but that's all for tonight. You know you love me. XOXO. Gossip girl. That's so fucking funny. I can't get over that. <laughs> Do you think that maybe it like the story kind of just blew up after that unsolved mysteries type thing? And they're like, wow, we really don't want to get caught because so many people are getting caught now. So they're kind of like dying down a bit. And then like it could revamp I think either a that. I think either that they got scared because the case got so public. Or I think they literally just died or yeah. like disappeared or something along those lines i don't know i do think more than one person is involved mm-hmm. i do think it involves it the gillespie family like i i i'm i'm leading towards the mary and karen team up here a little bit i kind of feel that too maybe they just both really hated their husbands and are like we can benefit off this i think so i think they got to talking and like so ron was already dead at the time and you know hypothetically mary and her boyfriend killed him and they were like, oh, we got to do your ex-husband next. How do we do that? And then she's like, I know. We'll set up a booby trap with his gun so that they arrest him. And, like, that's that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. And, like, it's just so – I can't wrap my head around it. Like, it's just fucking wild. Like, the, it's that's a really real twisty life. case. And I didn't realize that, like – I it took me, like, halfway through my writing to realize that, like, there's technically not a murder. 
Like, technically it's technically not. no. It's just no. a really weird, like, not even really a crime to be writing those letters. I guess maybe harassment or something, but just a really twisty little case that I wanted to talk about. And maybe they, like, killed him, like, the husband, like, the first husband, and, like, shoved alcohol down his mouth to be like, ha. Huh, yeah, that's what I can't figure out. So I think either maybe he was hiding his drinking or, or maybe you know, the stress of that day or maybe he met the guy at the bar or the was one. she like was she home like maybe she was feeding him like drinks oh. and like he didn't realize it was alcohol maybe there's so many what ifs and unfortunately i don't think we'll ever, ever know, know the answers and like there what about no the daughter updates. like did the daughter say anything about like the sexual assault like nope. nothing nope huh just a really weird case because like even if so if that was true that's fucked up but even if it so say it wasn't true and it was her why the fuck would she write that about her daughter about her own daughter so the only thing i can think of is when you're backed into a corner Mm -hmm. you'll do anything you're just desperate yeah so maybe she felt backed into a corner like someone was onto her or or maybe she needed a good reason to rip down that sign and that was like the only thing yeah i can think of yeah I don't know. Absolutely awful. I would like to think that the mother did not write that, but nothing surprises me in this world. So fucking circle town, man. You guys are wild. We we got to go there. Apparently they don't want to party. Jesus. Right? <laughs> like, holy shit. They all became yeah. obsessed with Clue and they're like, guys, we could do that here too. <laughs> I really want to play a game of Clue now. I used to have like, do you remember when uh, uh, CD-ROMs came in like cereal boxes? Oh my God, you guys like Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yeah, I yeah. had uh, I had Clue. Oh my Hold God. Hold on, I'm scared my laptop's going to die. She's old. She's fighting for her life. I definitely had Roller Coaster Tycoon. I had all of them. They were like my favorite games. And then I merged into Sims. I can't remember the other ones, but there, uh, Boggle was one, Scrabble. Oh, I remember Scrabble. I think Monopoly was one. Yes, Monopoly was one. Oh my god, Monopoly was so much fun. Yeah. I probably still have them all somewhere, to I be honest. I think we aged ourselves really well, though, with that. Oh god, so on that note... Like, um... do you even get anything <laughs> in cereal boxes anymore? I don't know. Color-changing spoons might still be a thing. I don't think so. I don't think Damn. you get anything, because I don't think it's, like safe safe anymore <laughs> like guys you used to get your cereal kids. and get like literal like cd roms in it like just Wait, sitting in your fucking geez. cereal is there people young enough that they don't know what a cd rom is that listen to this <gasps> probably <gasps> oh my god you have to don't tell us if you don't know what a cd rom is tell us oh. tell us at what point during this podcast you went wow they're 30 <laughs> yeah right <laughs> We're planning for a retirement uh, right now, guys. It's fine. And on that note, come be friends with us. Yes, we have Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. The Twitter is at spooky hour. And the email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com because I said it wrong in the last episode and I didn't. Did you really? It. That's did. so funny. I didn't even notice. I did. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I said ah instead of the. Uh, well, it's in our bio. Just click it and send us some spooky tales. Um, if you want to be on an episode with us where you like literally get on the episode, like you will be in the episode totally send us uh don't tell us your story maybe just tell us you have a story and you you better have one <laughs> yeah or even like if you want to like chit chat and like make up it doesn't have to be like a massive story it could also be like i'm down for like a campfire story like if you heard like a really creepy campfire story as a kid i fucking love campfire stories campfire yeah stories are like you cannot go wrong with them i want to but, be yeah. able to like not sleep for a week <laughs> if you I want mean, to terrify us i don't do that email now our bio. but like give me a reason to 
you know? Give me something to think about while I'm awake, at least. <laughs> totally. And, like, I'm really excited to talk about conspiracy theories next episode because yes! it's so good. The suspense is even bigger next week because I go first next week. So they got to go through my bullshit first to get to the good stuff. <laughs> totally. And I want, like, another episode like this because your episode blew my fucking mind. Like, another twisty one? I'll, I'll try to find another good ones. one. I love I'll try to find ones. one. I love it. I love all your twisty ones, too. We love twists. <laughs> and on that note, um thanks for listening yes i'm going to bed i don't know about you oh fuck yeah it's 10 30 i'm going to bed (laughs) stay spooky friends stay spooky bye bye